it opens doors. It's yeah. been a, a game changer. Like I, I don't say this lightly, but um, I was I was appointed at the start of this year. I give uh, credit to probably winning back in 2016 to actually making that happen. Welcome to Startup West, the podcast about building scalable startups in sunny Western Australia. My name's Charlie Gunningham. And in this special bonus episode, we're talking with one of the newly crowned WA Innovators of the Year, Andrew Gazomi from the University of Western Australia, who took out the Rio Tinto Emerging Innovation category with his weed chipper. And we also have in the studio Mark Pullen, Chair of the Evaluation Committee for the WA Innovator of the Year Awards. So we talk about the program, what it does for innovators, and what the weed chipper is doing, and also Andrew's previous win with Seed Flamer. Please enjoy this chat with Andrew and Mark. Well, welcome to Startup West, Andrew and Mark. Great to be here, Charlie. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> Great. Congratulations, uh, Andrew. I'll start with you on your recent Innovator of the Year Award. Not your first. We'll get to that later. But you won on Wednesday night with the Weed Chipper. Can you tell the audience a little bit about the Weed Chipper and what it does? Yeah, I can. Um, it's really great to win the award, like you said, twice. Um, the, the weed chipper is a mechanical weed removal tool to be used in broadacre cropping systems. Oh, it's right. based around a cultivator bar, but instead of having those tillage tines 100% engaged with the soil, they're in a standby position and it's using commercial off the self So a tillage tine. I yep. saw the video, but of course this is yep. not a visual medium. So yep. what is a tillage tine? Can you explain so, it? So a tillage tine, so... Um, often in broadacre cropping systems to plant those seeds, particularly in WA, they're using these tines, which are essentially a tool that's engaged with the soil to rip a line right. into which they drop the seeds. Yeah. Um, and it's either that sort of system or back in the day it might have been to cultivate 100% till the soil so it would have like a cultivator tool on the end right. of it. Um, and these systems have breakouts, which is the ability that if they hit something hard like a rock or a stump, they'll jump out of the way. Right. Um, and so we use that to our advantage and based it around a hydraulic breakout system, one that's um, got an oil kick out. Right. And so we had it in a standby position and then partnered, well, did a lot of engineering, but I won't talk about that too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, um, But then partnered that with commercial off-the-shelf camera technology that's right. evolved for site-specific So the spraying. farmer is driving the tractor and yep. then behind it is yep. what a standard like cultivator, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but yep. which these tines are on. Yeah, a cultivator right? bar. Yeah. Cultivator bar. And then the camera is spotting weeds. Yeah. So yep. that technology exists, the camera spotting technology. Okay. Things like weed, weed it, weed seeker, et cetera, right. that exist at the moment on spray booms. So uh -huh. when they're being driven through a paddock, for example, there's site-specific spraying um, at present. That's probably the cutting edge. Yeah. Spraying things like, um, well, chemical onto those weeds, but we sort of use that same identification approach, but instead of having it spray weeds, we have it chip out weeds. Yep, yep. And you've been developing this for a while. You're at University of West Australia. You're an associate professor. Oh, Is that right? I, I, I wish I was. No? I'm a, I'm a senior lecturer. Senior lecturer, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's that one step down from associate professor. All right, sorry. <laughs> it is. That's fine. <laughs> I've just promoted you. Well yeah, done. That, that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and how long have you been there and how long have you been working on this idea? Yeah, so um, it's probably appropriate, uh, like always, to flag that it's not just me. It's, right, it's the a team. team. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that team uh, was 
well, a uh, key player in that was Michael Walsh, uh, now at the University of Sydney. He's a scientist, weed scientist based there. Yep. Um, we were fortunate to be awarded the project from the Grains Research Development Corporation. Right. We put out a tender call to develop such technologies and we formed a team that brought together scientists and engineers and then key to it all was um, industry advisory panel with right. key innovative farmers and industry. And what's the idea that we're, we're putting too much herbicides on these weeds and on the on the land? We're going to do something that doesn't involve herbicides that that sounds sort of mechanical and old fashioned in a way, using new technology yep. Yep. to get rid of these weeds rather than just spraying herbicides everywhere. Was that the idea? From uh, the GRDC originally to have some different it solution? Fit, it fits into that sort of um, mandate, but the real reason why the GRDC put this project up is there's a problem in the industry and it's a growing problem, no pun intended, uh -huh. um, to do with herbicide-resistant weeds. Uh, right. And so this is actual populations of weed species that you, you struggle to kill. So farmers have got a real headache uh, um, thinking, well, how are we going to kill these weeds because right. we have less and less herbicides available um, and then that means they set seeds, those plants, then we've got more populations that are herbicide resistant. So um, weeds aren't resistant to steel or hoeing. Um, Indeed, good old-fashioned, yeah. Yeah, I'm all about being old-fashioned. Yep. Great. And what did you see in this, Mark? Over to you, who is the chief judge, or I think you're called, or chair, chair, chair of the evaluation panel, I think, uh, which you've been doing for many, many years. Oh, many years. For many years. What did you see in the weed chipper that you really liked and, and obviously gave it the, the, the prize, one of the innovator uh, winners? Well, the assessment panel, Charlie, recognised the wonderful combination of the mechanical technology with the electronic that yeah. are all readily adoptable within normal farming practices. We also recognise the value to the agricultural industry here in WA, yeah. you know, along with oil and gas, mining. We're known for fantastic ag agricultural produce. Yeah. Um, maintaining that standard with produce going out to the world, the quality of product from Western Australia yeah. saw this as a you know a readily adoptable technology. It takes weed killing chemicals out of the environment. Right. Um, for the greater benefit for all of us. Yeah. Now this is not your first win, uh, Andrew. Uh, you won in 2016, I think, for the seed flamer. Yes. What um, was that, and how's that going since uh, you won the award? Yeah, so that um, back in yeah 2016, same category, different uh, innovation, clearly, uh, different mm. team. Um, sort of related, though, in agriculture. Yeah, exactly. So and, I'm yeah. an agricultural engineer with a right. mechanical background. Uh -huh. um, and to be honest, I'll, I'll just quickly mention that the, the things that are similar are the fact that both innovations were brought about by a team that was very multidisciplinary. Yeah. Um, scientists working with engineers and working with industry on real issues. And that's something that I'm really passionate about. Mm. Um, the seed flame has gone from strength to strength. Um, we've had lots of wins, particularly in terms of ongoing research and development. Obviously, I work at a university and my colleagues at Kings Park Botanic Gardens with whom we developed that tech and patented it back in the day. Um, that's one of our main focuses. Yep. And so we've got a global innovation linkage project um, that's advancing that technology for application to American species. Um, right. So we've since 2016, we've demonstrated about 20 Australian native species that it works on, right. about another 
um, five to ten-ish in the and US. what you're actually doing is you're burning off the husk or something around the seed yeah. to make it easier to store and, and is that yeah. right? So unlike domesticated seeds and plants, things like say wheat and things that we're very familiar with, native mm. plants typically haven't been domesticated by definition. They're badly behaved. I'm sure right. we've all walked through um, fields and got things stuck in your socks. Uh-huh. Um, so those yeah. seeds are contained in fluffy florets is what they're called and right. they get attached to things like your clothes or say the side of a kangaroo for dispersal. Right. But that's a real problem for say mechanisation of those seeds to say plant them for right. things like restoration of mine sites in particular in WA but maybe rangelands in the US. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's the main aspect but also things around um, those appendages make it really difficult to coat those seeds with products that might enhance their germinability. And right. like you said, the store able to store them, transport, handle them, they're bulky. It's and three years on, yep. where's that project at now? Is that being commercialised? Is it being used all around the world, like in the US here? So we have progressed it a lot, particularly from a research um, perspective in terms of its applicability to lots of species. Mm. Um, and we are we essentially have like an option agreement with a native seed supplier who is engaging with the mining companies and that's really mm. ramping up at present to demonstrate that that is the world, well, industry-leading, world-leading type of seed that should be used in those so you're still involved projects. in that project? We are, definitely. And you're doing the weed chipper one? Yeah. And you're a senior lecturer yeah, at UWA? And, and, and we'll stop at that before <laughs> we keep going with all the other things I'm doing. Too. My goodness me. Yeah. So get back to the weed chipper. What, what's next for it? I, I saw the video was was brilliant, um, made everyone laugh up at Fraser's on Wednesday night when they saw these things laugh. going down. Um, there was a lovely sort of comedic moment where someone's putting a weed in front of the camera and the thing yeah. falls down immediately. So it's yeah. obviously working. The hydraulics are working. The technology's working. Yeah. What, what so, so now that, that, for that, that? That someone was me. That, was that you? Yeah, All right. Yeah, and and, it, even, you. and okay. it even made me laugh. <laughs> right. The reason why it laughed is for some strange reason. Uh, I also appear to be in dance sequence with the, Chippers as I did that for some strange reason. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, we are in very advanced commercial discussions with our um, industry partner right? and we'll make an announcement very soon um, in regard to rolling that out so that it is available commercially for the industry. Right. Um, so that's where that's at. So, yeah, very exciting, busy time at the moment. Yeah, that's great. So that's two projects that you're commercialising from your lab or, I mean, you know, not just you as a team, you're collaborating with various people. That's quite exciting. Yeah, very, very exciting. Um, yeah, and fortunate to just work with really talented people and in particular mm. the weed chipper with really talented farmers who provided the inspiration for that sort of project and mm. idea. Um, and also just to have the capability at UWA, um, even like with our workshop to build all the prototypes and things. It's it's really good. How did you hear about the program? I mean, back in 2016, was that the first time you applied? How did you hear about Innovator of the Year and then think, oh, yeah, I might apply for this? And what were you thinking? You get a bit of promotion or in a gong for all your efforts? So in I think from memory in 2016, um, I was already working at UWA but received an email, um, just a generic one out to staff saying that there's this program and Mm. we had been um, advancing the seed flamer. I think we had lodged our patent, um, a PCT application. Right. Um, But that was a very different 
uh, process to the weed chipper. We sort of bootstrapped that ourselves, worked with a student. It was an engineering student who we were co-supervising. We all came up with the invention. Um, but we had got to a point where we could see loads of potential for this and that email sort of came across my desk right. and I just quickly made a phone call to the other team members at Kings Park and said, hey, there's this. I want to put in for it. Let's do this. What do you think? Yeah. Um, without sort of asking anyone else's permission and then just got us all And it's there. free to apply, I think. Oh, it, so, it, it definitely is yeah. free to apply, mm. but just saw that it was a massive opportunity to get some recognition um, and just associated also with the program because you can tell from the application process that, that it's actually got a structured program yep, yep, with yep. training and things and right. thought that that would benefit me regardless of coaching and the team. And, yeah. Yeah. So pitch coaching and other things. Yeah. yeah pitch coaching and all sorts of things. And, and mm. it did. And um, the, well, it, it benefited that team um, back then and it mm. still does to this day and so does... Well, so I'll pull in Mark. you tell us a little bit more about the Innovator of the Year program? It's been going, I think, uh, in 12 years? This is the 13th... 13th year? Yeah, 2006 hmm. it began. I think it skipped one year in 2009, but apart from that... Yes, yeah, between governments. I right, think, yes. gotcha. So it's a state government program. It's a WA state government program. Yep. Around, um, Part of the New Industries Fund, a $14.7 million government fund to yep. you know, encourage innovation, entrepreneurship, diversification of the economy, yep. and ultimately jobs within WA. Mm -hmm. And and where do you get your innovator nominees? He got an email off his uh, a few years ago. How do you reach out and find these innovators? The of the Year program is a broad church. We take applications from from anywhere, and as long as they're WA based projects, mm. that's a prerequisite. Right. Um, they come from universities. Startups, established businesses. So pre-revenue, revenue, any stage. So there are two categories: the emerging category, which is pre-revenue right. projects, not the business per se, but that project, and then the growth category, which is commercial. Already commercialized, revenue. looking to yeah. grow. Yeah. Yeah, and and there's nothing to stop the same applicant coming back a second year if they were unsuccessful the first year, or being in the emerging category one year and you know the growth category. Later right for a commercialized project that's got some real legs to it then yeah people can come back and win more than once can't they andrew yeah though uh, two i don't know quick walls you're stopping at that one <laughs> going for the trifecta so and that if i can add that yeah is, uh, unique you know yes the first time we've had the, the same team win different projects but yeah come back so it's over for this year 2019 so in 2020 someone listened to this thinking oh i might try for that when do you start opening it up and we, we do not yet have a, a launch date hmm. uh, for 2020 but it's typically in april maybe right. early may depending on how you know dates fall and so on yeah but um it's usually a function up at a breakfast up at fraser's for the launch and applications are open typically for about six weeks. Right. I was quite tight then, yeah, to get, it, get applications in, yeah. But it's a straightforward application process. Right. Um, there's a, you know, an online document to fill out. Yep. You can attach some images. Uh, picture says a thousand words. So right. if anyone's thinking of applying... Do. So WA company that's got some innovation, something novel, they've either developed it and they've commercialized it already or they're trying to commercialize it? Trying to commercialize it. Excellent. Yes. Yep. From any sphere, any industry. Any industry, any technology, any size of business, garden shed. And it's free to enter, which is good. It's absolutely free to enter. And if you get through, I think there's 
you get appointed coaching and you have to end up maybe doing a pitch in front of judges, but initially it's not, it's all online? Uh, initially, the application process is online. Hmm. If you become a semi-finalist, so that's the, the top eight from the emerging and the top eight from the growth category, Right. Um, they get pitch training, business mentoring training, digital media training. Mm, great. Um, all free. All, all, all free part of it. Part yeah. of the program, mm. no cost involved in no charge at all. And the finalists, the top four in each of those categories, get the video produced as well. Ah, right. Which they then use afterwards. Get to keep. Very smart. Yeah. And for free. You can watch yourself again, Andrew, on that video over and over and over, dancing to the weed chipper. It's always (laughs) awkward watching yourself. (laughs) Got to put a link on the show notes to this podcast, to that video. There have been some uh, quite impressive and notable past winners, haven't there, Mark, uh, for Innovator of the Year, almost like a who's who of of innovators in WA. Do you want to mention a few that uh, top of your head? Mention some. There have been so many over the years. Yeah. Um, But uh, come to mind uh, Canopy. Uh, the uh, yep. media platform used by universities. Mm, Olivia Humphrey. Yeah. Olivia Humphrey um, started here in, in WA. Um, yeah. Reached across Australia. She's done so well. Mm. Most of the universities are clients. Um, yeah. I last saw her in, in her office in San Francisco. Right. On visit there. Taking on the US market. She's moving back to Perth, apparently. Back yeah. Perth. Yeah. She's great. Great story. Great story. Great. Great, great female founder. Robotics. And Robotic. FBR, yep. Um, They won a couple of years ago. They're listed on the stock market. Yes, yeah. And I think they announced some news recently. They did very recently. They've uh, just been given their first approval to build, you know, live building sort of thing, a real real residential building going up. Right, fantastic. All all with that wonderful technology, leading technology. Yeah. And it must be nice to have that gong on your mantelpiece that you're an innovator of the year. That's quite something. It's quite special, yes, Andrew? Oh, it definitely Now is. you've got two gongs to put on your yeah, mantelpiece yeah. <laughs> to share with your team. Andrew, I want to get back to you. You're um, WA born and raised? Definitely. Yes. Yep. Yep. What's your background? Where are you from? Uh, so born in Bustledon, uh, went to high school in Bunbury, right. went to UWA as a grad. Southwest WA, for those yep. of you who don't know, yep. Up, yep. to, up to the big smoke, to the university? Up to the big smoke. Um, did my degree and my PhD there and then did a four-year postdoc in Italy. So um, degrees in engineering? Yep, so a, a Bachelor of Mechanical Engineering right. and a PhD um, in engineering. Got a background in ag yourself, agriculture? Uh, related. So um, I have an Italian heritage. I think most people with yes. Italian heritage have some relationship with ag. Right. Um, yeah, so very much. Um, and growing up in the southwest, uh, so had grandparents with a farm, Right. Um, parents have a farm. I now have, co-own a farm. Right. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. So you've got that ag background as well as a mechanical engineering background. And you also, did you say you went and did some university in Italy as well? Uh, so I worked, uh, worked. post uh, finishing my PhD. I did a four-year postdoc at the University of Bologna. That was an awesome experience. That's what wow. really opened my eyes to agricultural engineering. And that's, yeah, came back to UWA to fly that flag and thankfully- Speak the language? now yeah very good all right so we're back back here you've been back here how long so i came um it would be the start of 2011 okay yeah and um the program what's it done for you and and your team so um it has given us street cred right in simple terms the credentials that allow you to 
um, have a voice and actually just be recognised that, hey, look, these guys, have, they're innovative, mm-hmm. they've got external recognition, it, it opens doors. It's yeah. been a, a game changer. Like I, I don't say this lightly, but um, I, was, I was appointed at the start of this year. I give uh, credit to probably winning back in 2016 to actually making that happen. Um, yeah, so it's it, – well, it's great now to have two. Absolutely. <laughs> so. And it's unusual to have two, Mark. Is that right? It's very unusual. It's unique, yes. We've, in the 13 years, we've not had – Someone come back and win. Come back and win. Fantastic. Oh, congratulations. I'll, I'll quit while I'll start my head. No, it's very, very good. <laughs> so that it's possible, you know. Absolutely. The rules, it's absolutely fine. What is also great is it shows these uh, – every year I've, I've been going along to the Innovator Year and, and I disclose that I'm a judge on one of the categories, early stage category, um, and I go along every year, have done for many, many years, uh, and there's so many people that I haven't heard of that are doing this really innovative stuff that I didn't know about. And it raises the profile, which is great. And that's exactly what the program is about. And it's more than just an award at the end of an evening. Hmm. It is that mentoring, training, yep. pitch training, get the video, you know. And even the application process makes you think about what your technology is, what your business offering is, to get yep. you to clarify in your own mind what you're actually talking about to other people. Okay, great. Well, we're going to finish it there, and uh, thank you very much for both coming in today. And uh, Innovator of the Year Awards will be open again next year for its 14th year, sometime around April, May. Uh, there'll be a very nice uh, event sometime around November, uh, probably up at Fraser's, where the gongs are handed out and a lot of stuff, good stuff happens in between. So uh, we're going to finish with a rapid quickfire round to end on. And Andrew, I'm going to start with you. Um, do you believe in insourcing or outsourcing? Um, I would say depends on the problem. So a, right. a mixture always fit. fit uh, all comes down to just form the best team. Like Your technology, team. did you develop that yourself? I mean, you're a mechanical engineer, so I presume that's insourcing, but you would have brought yeah, in other people? Definitely brought in other people, but at the same time, like um, and that, was, like I said, key to that was the farmer advisory group. Like right. part of the idea, well, main concept for the idea sort of came from them initially, yeah? Yes. So, and then working with industry, it's just, yeah, you need a team. None of right. this happens by yourself, yeah. And Mark, you see a lot of startups. What's the single most important factor that makes a successful startup in your view? Oh, I think that's got to be resilience. 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 It's get tough, get, right? Get, yeah, get knocked down, get back up. And that's what an investor would be looking for too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Andrew, should a startup self-fund or raise money? Um, where possible, I would probably say self-fund. Yeah, always good to keep control. Right. <laughs> Uh, Mark, are you red or white? Oh, in terms of wine? Yes. Uh, both. Depends on the temperature, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, probably a slight leaning towards the red. Yeah. Andrew, are you a PC or a Mac guy? Oh, I own both. Um, bit of both. Yeah, bit of both. Um, what podcast do you listen to, Mark? Oh, that's got to be the Infinite Monkey Cage, the BBC podcasts. Yeah, that popularisation of science, bit of humour thrown in, yep. serious topics, wonderful. Great. Andrew, are you a podcast sort of person? Do you listen to podcasts? I, I, I used to do it more, but since having twins, um, ah. yeah, struggle a bit. But, what um, age? Four. Okay. Boys, yeah. girls? 
girls. Two girls. Okay. Two two girls has rather smashed yeah, the podcast. Yeah, they are my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to them all day. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's been fantastic to talk to you. Thanks so much for coming in. Um, thanks for what you do, Mark, with the Innovator of the Year Awards. Fantastic. Congratulations, Andrew, on winning again. Well done. You're going to quit now and let other people have a go. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks, Charlie. Fantastic. Thank you very much. All the best for what you're doing. Um, and I'd like to wish you and your team all the best for the future with Weird Chipper and also with the uh, Seed Flamer. Thanks. Yeah. All the best, Mark. Thanks very much. Thank you, Charlie. So that was our chat with Andrew and Mark. I'd like to thank them both for coming in. Also, thanks to our sponsors. Startup West Podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Spacecube Coworking Spaces, Curtin University, IP Lawyers Raise, and BDO Accounting. We record this podcast at Rift Studios in beautiful downtown Perth, Western Australia. This is our final episode for 2019, and so that's the end of our first season, which began back in August 2018. I think we've done 30 episodes, including the bonus ones. But season two will be back, listeners, in 2020 with new hosts and a new format. So please look out for that. In the meantime, have a great end of 2019. If you haven't heard all the previous Startup West podcasts, go back and listen to them. And all the best for your startup in 2020.